welcome. You are listening to Grace Capital Church Podcast. Well, good morning. And let there be light. Well, it is great to be with you again. One of the things that I have so appreciated by the role that I have is I get to actually go from location to location and um, see what God is doing in each location at our Grace Capital Churches, what God is doing in Pembroke, what God is doing in Manchester, what God is doing in Laconia. I have to say, though, uh, man, I love coming to Pembroke because God's doing something spectacular here. Um, and uh, you know what it is? It's, it's responding to the Holy Spirit. But you know, you're the location pastor here, um, Kevin, has, Pastor Kevin has done an amazing job shepherding you guys into God's presence. Pastor Kevin, where are you? Are you playing hooky second service, Pastor Kevin? He's out there, I know. When he comes in, so when he walks back in, make sure you just, doesn't matter what I'm saying, just clap for him, okay, when he walks back in. Well, I had the uh, privilege to hang out with my in-laws last week, and by the way, I I do enjoy my in-laws, and so I got to spend a little time with him, but he was, um, I love how this older generation, my father-in-law is in his 80s, and he's, he's forever on Facebook now, and I can't get him off of this, and but he came across this joke, and I thought it was a joke worthy to share with you this morning, so I just passed it on. So there were three sisters, aged 92, 94, and 96, and they all lived in a house together. And one night, the 96-year-old was going to take a shower. Well, she was going, she was going to take a shower. She stepped into the shower, and she paused for a moment, and she yelled downstairs. She goes, uh, can somebody tell me, am I just getting in the shower or getting out of the shower? <laughs> so the... 94-year-old sister. All right. Pastor Kevin. Oh, look at you standing. Oh. I just, I just said you got re-engaged. That's why everybody's clapping for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're just appreciating you for being their pastor. So, uh, your pastor. Um, so, anyways, where we were at in the middle of the joke was you had, you had the 96-year-old sister. Stepping in the shower, she couldn't remember if she's getting in or out. And so she yells down. She goes, can somebody tell me if I'm getting in the shower or getting out? I don't know. And so the, the 94-year-old sister says, wait a second, I'll come upstairs. And so she comes upstairs and pauses halfway up the stairs. She yells downstairs, I, I can't remember if I'm going up the stairs or going down the stairs. Can somebody, can somebody tell me what I'm doing in the... 92-year-old sister is sitting at the table and she's pondering. She says, oh, I, I hope I never get like my sisters. Thank goodness I'm not. And she knocks on the table, knock on wood. She says, I'll be right up there. I got to answer the door first. <laughs> so I'll tell you, it, is, it was my 80-something-year-old father. I'm not picking on old people. Because by the way, how many people have walked in a room 
and said, what am I in here for? You've all done it. So don't get too uh, self-righteous now. Well, I, uh, I love um, being out of town. I get to visit other churches. And um, I was at a, actually a Calvary Chapel church. And on their bulletin, I, I thought it was a, an amazing quote from Corey Ten Boon. Corey Ten Boon was one who had rescued um, Germans from the Holocaust, German Jews from the Holocaust. And this is a quote from her. Trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing exhausting and tedious of all work. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. Isn't that nice? You know, we shouldn't have to be struggling through this life called Christianity. We shouldn't have to be like trying to do all these things, but instead we should be submitting ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden we become fully alive, experiencing his power working through us. Well, last week we were talking about the being filled with the Holy Spirit. By the way, how's the sound of there? Is it a little tinny or is it okay? You guys okay on the sound? All right. So I didn't want to be a distraction. So here's the thing. Last week we talked about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and hopefully... Everybody in this room says, yes, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that really empowers us to live out this life that Jesus has called us to live. Because just believing in Jesus is, is fine. It'll get, create salvation for you. you Your salvation's secure. But however, you miss out on all these opportunities of God working through you. The Holy Spirit wanting to equip you so you can share your faith, equip you so you can minister to the body, that you can do some really cool things for Jesus. It's not just cool things. It's people's lives coming back together, restored. It's families being restored. It's hope when there's depression, when there's like, I can't go on that that word of encouragement, that's a supernatural word that comes out all of a sudden changes everything for that person. But many times we talk about the Holy Spirit and we say, oh, that's good. We love the Holy Spirit. And we forget that God wants to use each one here in this room. Why don't we respond to the Holy Spirit? Why don't we allow his gifts to work through us? Why does it seem so hard to fully function in our spiritual gifts? If you, I don't have a clicker, so if you want to throw that slide up. Why does it seem so hard? I wonder if it's fear. I wonder if maybe it's a lack of knowledge. Maybe we don't even know who the Holy Spirit is, what he, what he wants to do through us. Is he going to throw me on the ground? I'm going to start flopping like a fish? What is this? Or is he going to have me start babbling something? I'm going to make a fool of myself? Why? Fear of the unknown? Maybe it's too risky. How will people respond if I, if I just come up to them and I say, I really feel like I, God spoke something to my heart and I wanted to share it with you. How are people going to respond to that? I love this one though. It's one I had a battle. I still do. God, is, is that you? Is that really the Holy Spirit speaking or is it just my mind? Or was it I, what I ate last night? What was it? 
But does that keep us paralyzed from the very thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do through us? Fear will do that. How about this one? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I've just screwed up my life so badly that what the Spirit of God wants to work through me and encourage others and and God has gifts for me. Every single one in this room, God wants to use. He wants to give you gifts. Today, we're going to be talking about those spiritual gifts that God wants to deposit and use through us. I've got a question for us, though. How many people here would say, today, you know what? I, I would really like to be used by God to bring healing into somebody's life. Anybody like to do that? That's good. How about, God, I want to I be able to be used in such a way that I can, I can know things that I shouldn't know so I can help bring them out in people's life to encourage them and bring healing in their life. Do you, you want to know things that other people don't know? And, but why? It's not so you could be the spiritual superhero with a cape of like, look at me. No, it's to be, build up the body. To allow Jesus to bring life back into the places where the darkness is stolen and sucked life out of. Let's turn to your Bibles with me, if you will. Or if you have a device, you can follow along on that as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And actually, as we're turning there, if I could have the ushers just hand out some papers. What you're going to be seeing here is is a list of gifts that are found in different places in the New Testament. Today, we're just hitting 1 Corinthians. But what I want you to do is begin to, really at the end of this message, this is what I want. This is why it's important that you're here today and listening to this message. Because God wants to use each one of you to do some supernatural things through you. To build up the body of Jesus Christ. These gifts that are being passed around, there's a multitude of them there. The reason I'm passing them around because what we're going to read is only some of the gifts. Did we did we run out? Were we okay? Oh, we kind of ran out. Okay, they'll be on they'll be on the um, slide here. Oh, there'll be more after the service as well. So you can pick one up on the way out. Well, let's jump back to 1 Corinthians for a moment because what I want you to see is that this is for everybody. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I'm going to say and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. In other words, if you're full of the Spirit, you can't curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except if you're in the Holy Spirit. Now, here we go. Now, there are a varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Can everybody say that word, everyone? One, two, three. One, two, three. Everyone. Everyone. That means everyone, everyone here. That means he wants to deposit gifts, different kinds of gifts to everyone. How many people here are below the age of 12? Raise your hand. Mentally? Mentally? No, age, just age. That's all I'm talking about. Below the age of, okay, below the age of 10. All right, I want to let you know, young people, this message is for you as well. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't discriminate on age. Okay, how many people are above the age of 70? Raise your hand. Above the age of 80? Oh, some young bucks in here today. So... The Holy Spirit goes for you. The Holy Spirit doesn't discriminate with age. God's Spirit wants to work through everyone. Everyone. Okay. Keeping on going here. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So it's telling you what it's for. It's not for yourself. It's for others. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability of distinguishing between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So here's the deal. The Holy Spirit at times will come upon you and wants to utilize you as a vessel to work through you for the common good. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says in verse... Five, it says the purpose of them is so that the church may be built up. Do you like to be encouraged? Do you like when somebody says something of an encouraging word to you? I know I do. That might mean that somebody has a gift of encouragement and you need to be utilizing that gift. The other thing is you don't have all the gifts mentioned here, but in the, in the latter part of Uh, Chapter 12, it talks about in verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets and third teachers and then miracles and then gifts of healing, helping, administrating. Did you believe that the Holy Spirit is this practical? That a spiritual gift is of helps? That when you feel like this desire, you just want to be helpful? That it's actually the Spirit of God that has placed that inside of you? Administration? Oh, my word. I love those people who have gifts of administration because that's not really my strong point. 
And so I love to surround people who just like love to be in the details. And I tell them all the time, you are a gifted person because you're a gift to me. (laughs) We need people like that. But then it goes on in verse 31, says, but earnestly the desire of the higher gifts. The higher gifts might be talking about the gifts we see in the first part of chapter 12, but I also believe that these higher gifts are found in this next first verse of chapter 13. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but not have love, I am a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Basically saying, if I have all of this giftedness, but if I do it without love, it's nothing. You're just an annoyance. A clanging cymbal, a noisy gong. So here's the thought. We need to make sure that we are fully asking and desiring for the fullness of the Holy Spirit, but we do it with the fruit of the Spirit. You gotta balance the gifts of the Spirit with the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I love what Mike Tung shared with us this morning at communion. Who is God? The very nature of God is he's a God of love. And if we're not functioning out of that, then all of a sudden, we're not, if we're not functioning with a fruit and we're functioning with lots of the gifts, we actually become fruit loops. We really do because we are trying to do all this miraculous stuff, but we're doing it for the wrong reason. We're either doing it for show or we're, we're doing it to you know, display God's power through us. I'm going to share a story with you. A few years ago, I was in Rwanda, Africa. I was in a village and um, this young man came up to me that was quite, he had a sense of urgency about him. Now, there's nobody else around me at that point in time, but he, he made a motion like this. And I, I just, my interpretation of that was, I, wasn't, I didn't have the gift of interpretation at that point in time. He was symbolizing me. He wanted prayer. He says, okay, can I, can I pray for you? And I'm sure he didn't understand what it is, but I laid my hands on him and I started praying. And the thing I'm praying in, my, in English, and I'm thinking, you know what? He's not going to understand me anyways. And Typically, I don't like to freak people out by praying in my prayer language if I haven't known, you know, where, where they come from. And I said, well, you know what? He doesn't know what language I'm speaking anyway, so I might as well just pray for him in my prayer language. Maybe the Spirit of God will make some sort of connection for this young man. So I start praying in my, what I thought was my prayer language, and I'm just praying, praying, praying. All of a sudden, I start seeing this young man sobbing. I'm breaking down. I could tell that the Spirit of God is doing something in his life. And at the moment, I thought, okay, you know what? It's the God's presence that's doing something. After I'm done praying with him, he, he goes off and he gives me this big hug. And, but not only do I see the tears in his eyes, but as I'm praying, he's also nodding his head, which is kind of like is weird to me because I'm thinking, is he understanding something? Later, after I'm done praying, he leaves. Somebody comes up to me that overheard the prayer, and they says, I didn't know that you knew Kirwanese, Kirwandan, Kirwandan. He says, I don't. He says, you are just praying in his language. I said, what? 
Yes, you were just praying in his language. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, you're so good. Holy Spirit, you're so faithful. You see, it was out of my love and compassion for this young man and even my inability to try to even communicate with him, but God was so faithful and he used a vessel like me. And by the way, we are just vessels. And we're broken sometimes. But if we say yes to the spirit of God to allow him to work through us, he can do amazing things, accomplish. I don't even know what I prayed. I wish I did to that guy, but it ministered to him. Ministered to him. There's all kinds of, we'll put on these gifts again. There's, there's different types of gifts out there, these motivational gifts. I would say the ones on the left-hand side, those are just kind of things that are kind of almost hardwired in you. Those God deposited those in you um, early on in life. And it's, but you need to develop those. You need to understand what they are and realize that they are from God. They're a gift from God. These ministry gifts in the middle here, these are, you know, apostle, prophets, evangelist, teacher. These are the ones that, that God allows people to kind of function in them. And then, um, you know, as they, as they, this kind of a calling gifting. And then on the right hand side, these are the times that God just kind of spontaneously works through you. At any given moment in time, you don't have to say, oh, I have one of these gifts. It's just like the Holy Spirit will just come and maybe give you a word for somebody. I just want to say that as you begin to look at these things and you start saying, maybe you're attracted to one of those things, that might mean that God has already placed something in your heart. I want to encourage you, we've put a resource together for you actually on our website. If you go to gccnh.com, you can take a spiritual gifts. They're the very first slide that you see on there. We want to equip you. I truly believe that we need to be fully functioning as a body. Why? Here's the deal. What I didn't read for you is this whole part in chapter 12. It says one body with many members. See, what happens is if, if you are not functioning in the gift that God has given you, we become a kind of a deformed body and an ineffective body. Because you might feel, well, I'm just a little toe, you know, doing what I think is little stuff or I'm not, I'm not important. Well, that little toe is really important. Or maybe you say, well, I, I'm not the eye. I want to be the eye. I want to be the one that everybody can see and look in the eye, you know? But, but maybe you really were designed to be a leg and by you not functioning in the way you were designed, you make the body hobble along because you're not functioning in the giftedness that God has for you. But maybe you feel like, oh, I'm just a little, a little hair. I, I'm no good for anything. Yeah, but if he's created you to function with a little hair, unless you're bald, then function in that. Function in that. You see, there's no bigger gifts or smaller gifts. It's what God has designed in you and for you to work through you. And we want every member to be a minister. Not just the pastors, but you, everyone, everyone. All right, I got to get cranking here. We've got three things I'm going to, actually four things that I'm going to get real practical with you. This comes to us 
from verse 31 of, uh, of chapter 12. This whole idea, we talked about the higher gifts, but then it says, where does it say that, earnestly desire? The end of 12. Oh yeah, there it is. It just, it was 31, I was right. But I just didn't see it. Here it goes, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. Earnestly desire. That means you better get passionate about it. That means you need to chase it down. That means today when you get home, you're going to go on that spiritual test survey and you're going to find out maybe some, what God has designed you for. You're going to chase it down. Earnestly desire it. Number one. Number two, listen so you can respond. Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. Jesus spent time. He left early in the morning to go pray. Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about um, this idea of abiding, that we have to be connected to the vine. We are the branches. He's the vine. We have to connect. We have to stay in the vine. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. We want to be able to hear that still, small voice speaking to us, and we need to respond to it. Number three, practice. Practice. You think, practice? What do you mean, practice? Isn't this like God just like, you become the conduit for God? How do I, uh, practicing doesn't seem right. Well, the reality is we are vessels and we try to be the mouthpiece of God. And, but it's important that we, we give ourselves permission to grow and develop in this. When a little baby is born, it's not walking, is it? No, it begins to grow and eventually it starts crawling and then it starts to walk. And as it tries to walk, I love seeing my little kids scurrying along the little side of the couch and all of a sudden, they fall down. They get back up, scurry along, and then then they try to go across the room without hands. Look, mom, no hands. Well, they don't talk at that time. But anyways, I think that's what they're thinking in their mind, you know. They're scooting around on their feet. They've grown. They've learned. But it took some falls and trips along the way. And I want to say, I want to give you permission to fail. I want to give you permission to grow. A a good example with this would be, if you feel like God is giving you a word, in other words, when I say a word, it's like kind of more of a prophetic word. What you want to do, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to demonstrate this and Usually you want to ask permission before you give somebody a word as well. So I'm going to demonstrate this because I believe God gave me a word for somebody here today. And I don't know that I'm going to ask this of them, but I'm going to ask this of them. Gentleman right here, what's your name? Zach. Zach, Zach do I have permission to just kind of share uh, with you what I feel like God put on my heart for you? Absolutely. So Zach, I kind of feel like as I, was, as I was worshiping, I just looked over and I felt like God deposited something in my heart for you. And it was these words that God sees your heart. And he sees the burden on your heart. This heart that feels like, could it ever live again? Could it ever come to life again? God is wanting to say to you, Zach, that he wants to birth a new heart in you. You're welcome. Does that ring true to you? Absolutely. So what I just, that was true and authentic, by the way, Zach. I, I just used that as an example, but that was from God. So take that, hold on to it. 
But do you see what just took place? One, you're doing it out of love and compassion for somebody. I was gentle with him. I asked permission. Can I speak something to you? He gave me permission. Then I said, I didn't go up to him and, and all of a sudden lay hands on him. Thus saith the Lord. You know, I was like, he would be freaked out by that probably. Or maybe not, but I tend to want to just kind of like be a little more gentle with people. Because what if, what if it didn't ring true to him? And if I just did that big show of, you know, big loud voice and thus saith. It never gave me permission to kind of like be a little bit off on what I think I'm hearing or maybe the timing wasn't right or maybe something wasn't right of that. And then I usually ask at the end, did did that speak to you? And if he says yes or if he says no, it's like, okay, we'll just pray about it. See if God says anything to you on it. But being it did is kind of like, all right, that that built my encouragement to know that I'm hearing from God and, and I gave him a word and, and it sh- shared life for him. So there's a way that you can practice this. And now, by the way, the gift of prophecy for me is comes real easy. God just deposits that. I know when he's speaking, it's, I know how to identify it and it, it just flows through me. But you know what? I need to have other gifts to practice. A couple of weeks ago when it was my birthday, uh, at, what we do as a staff when it's somebody's birthday, we always get together on Tuesdays down here in Pembroke and, and um, we pray for each other and we pray that God would give us words for each other for this coming year. And Pastor Kevin, he was praying and, and he felt like God was saying to him that, that the gift of healing would be developed through my life. Now, I'm not really comfortable with the gift of healing, honestly. It's, it's a little bit intimidating to think that somebody has an ailment and you're, you're going to pray for them. And see, it's kind of it's easy to know if it's working or not working. If somebody gets healed, it's like, sweet. But if somebody doesn't, it's like you feel like a failure almost. Oh, there, I guess I didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit working through me. It's okay, though. It's all I do for them at that point in time. I just, I just blame them. I say, you don't have enough faith. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You don't do that. That's bad. You would, you would just destroy somebody if you did that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, but you see, you do those things out of insecurity sometimes, which is so wrong. But, you, but what you want to do is you, you want to grow and develop that in your life. That was practice. Number four, continue to grow. Here's the thing. That's really the point I was making here. I get comfortable with certain gifts that God, I feel like God has given me, but you know what? He says, earnestly desire them and desire them all. It's okay to desire them all. Who wouldn't want to be used as a minister to see life transformation through the power of Jesus Christ through your life? So you need to reach out and grow in those areas and I need to grow in the gift of healing. So this morning, what we're going to do, we're going to actually begin to model this. Now, I need to grow in my gift of healing, but you know what? There's other people who also need to grow in this. How many people would say, one, first of all, that they're really confident in the gift of healing? Raise your hand. 
Cool. All right. How many people would say, you know what? I've, I've felt this desire that I've wanted to pray for people for healing, but I, I've never really done that or I'm really shy about it or I'm insecure about that. How many people would you say that's you? Anybody? Okay. So I'm in that category as well. I'm a little shy about it. I have prayed for people to be healed and thank God some of them have been healed. I built my faith, but then I get shy about it again when I see sometimes it doesn't really work, but God's timing, I don't know. So to this morning, what we're going to do, and it's going to be quick, I know it's, it's getting uh, late, but I think this is important. If you need to go, please feel free, you can go, but I think we're still within our time here. Those who feel confident in their healing, would you just come forward? We're going to have an opportunity for these people to pray for those who need healing. Those who also saying, you know what? I want to develop this gift. That's me. Would you come forward as well? Because we need to learn to be okay practicing. We need to be okay with feeling a little unsure about this. And all we're going to do, there's nothing strange that goes on here. We're just going to say, Holy Spirit, would you use me as a vessel to work through me to bring healing into somebody else's life? As we continue to pray, as we see God doing the miraculous, I want to encourage you with a few other instructions. If you're sharing a word with somebody, it will never contradict the scripture. The voice of God is always a voice of encouragement, not condemnation. If somebody tries to give you a word that's condemning, don't receive it. But believe, have faith. Go home today and get in God's word and look at those scriptures about the gifts and start asking, earnestly praying and seeking God. Say, God, I want to be used by you. Imagine what our homes would look like. Imagine what this church would look like. Imagine what our life groups would look like. You're going to be practicing this in your life group this week. Imagine what your schools, your workplace would look like. You start functioning in the giftedness of the Holy Spirit. And who gets the glory? Jesus always gets the glory. All we are is vessels. God gets the glory. Father, I just want to seal this morning what has taken place here. Father, I pray that even young people that we would just respond to your spirit. we give you all glory 
Jesus, we don't want to be weird, but we want to be faithful to you. We want to respond to your spirit who wants to come through us to bring life to others, to heal, to restore, to give life. Oh, this world is so dark and the world has, Satan has taken so much from so many people, but the Holy Spirit wants to bring life back. Let us be ones full of the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. Love you guys. Have an amazing week. If you would like to know more about Grace Capital Church or how to get a copy of this broadcast, please visit us online at gccnh.com.